When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Frank Isola, Kevin Blackstone, David Dennis Jr., George Sedano, Packers out, Seahawks in, KC one, Bills flying, <laughs> Dolphins squished, but getting in, and the Cowboys blowing axles left and right. What a week 18. Also, a little thing I like to call the national championship, frogs and dogs. Let's go around that horse. I do love the sound of frogs and dogs. The underfrogs. Aaron Rodgers walking off the field, realizing the Packers blew an incredible opportunity. The home loss to Detroit to miss the playoffs. Seeing him look like that, let's start here. The vibration you got, Frank Isola, did it feel like this was the end for him? And how much was this lost season and game on Rodgers? Well, I think in that moment, I think he's contemplating, do I really want to do this again? But there's a lot of money at stake. He still has a lot of football left. I think when he gets weeks, months away from this, and he loves this drama, it happens every year with him. Is he going to play? Is he going to play for the Packers? I think ultimately he'd come back. He did not have a great year, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers played really well over their last five or six games. They left themselves no margin for error. They needed to win their final five games. And it came down to the last week of the season. And they blew this at the end of the first half with that fumble when they were up 9-3 with the clock. They should have gone into the locker room up 12-3. Instead, it was 6-3 going into the second half. George Sedano. Tony, I go back to last offseason where he started contemplating retirement. I'm a big believer that once you start going down that path, it's hard to kind of put the toothpaste back in the tube there. And when he's doing that openly again, still kind of contemplating his future, whether it's with the team specifically or in general at yesterday's press conference, I I think that we're just going further down that path. Now, in regards to his play, he was asked a question by a longtime columnist and reporter there in the Milwaukee area, and he was very kind, Aaron was, about the way – that the question would be perceived because the guy said, look, I don't mean to be a jerk here, but your play was kind of subpar to your standards. And he said, look, I understand it. There's no issues here. And if you look at it, it has been substandard. It's the worst season of his career from a yards per game standpoint, 217, worst in his career uh, as far as QBR is concerned since we've been keeping that stat, and tied for the most turnovers in his career as well. And that, that, that's not even including the fourth quarter, Tony, where in one-score games – a 54% completion percentage? That's not Aaron Rodgers. That is normally Aaron Rodgers' time. And this seems like a guy who, whether he's contemplating it or not, father time is creeping up regardless. David Dennis Jr. on Green Bay season-ending loss. Enough, enough, enough of this performative Aaron Rodgers stuff. At the end of every season, I want to hold on to my jersey. Going off in the sunset with Randall Cobb, his haikus after the game about will I, will I, won't I, and my future. That seems like a guy who wants us to talk about him maybe retiring and not wanting us to talk about the fact that he stunk last night and that the Packers are 1-6 and six in the red zone against the Lions this season. Mm-hmm. And if they were better, they'd be in the playoffs. Ooh. He had five 
five games this season where he only he had one touchdown or fewer. And that's what we need to focus on, the fact that if Aaron Rodgers plays better against the team that has been a, a bottom dweller in their division at home, then they are in the playoffs and he's not dealing with another embarrassing loss in Lambeau. Woo! Some heat from David Dennis Jr. And Kevin Blagastone. Admittedly, the season's over. There are time for haikus and frustration and wonderings. Where are you on Aaron Rodgers? Well, I'll say two things. One, I'll just remind everyone that, yeah, you can talk about retirement, and yeah, you can put that toothpaste back in the tube because we just saw Tom Brady do that very, that very thing. And the other thing we have to talk about is the, the number 60 because Aaron Rodgers is due $60 million, basically, if he plays right. in 2023. I cannot see him at all, no matter how horrible last night was and the fact he's not going to be in the playoffs and the fact that maybe his buddies won't even be around like Randall Cobb, that he will not come back and, and ingratiate his, his checkbook with, a, with $60 million. He will play it again. And not only that, remember, he's played the rest of us the contrarian game game for the last couple of years, right? He's gone. If we say go left, he's going right. So this is another case. Well, of that maybe it's down. true. There's so much heat, though, directed at why did things end badly? Because they ended. They ended like that, you know, with a loss to Detroit at, at Lambeau. Home at, yeah, at Lambeau Field. Lions, by the way, sticking it to Green Bay. But they don't go to the playoffs because the Seahawks squeezed through in the Sunday afternoon slot. Seattle beat Detroit in week four, which was a wild game, and that's what does it. Right now, does it feel like the best team got the seventh spot, though? That's my question, Frank Isola. Oh, I think they did. I think Pete Carroll did a terrific job, and Geno Smith, an outstanding story for a guy that was, you know, got elevated to the starter once they traded Russell Wilson. But I'll say this on behalf of the Lions. Would I rather see the Lions there? The team is fun to watch. They seem like they're a together group. Dan Campbell's always gambling. That is a fun team, but Seattle definitely earned their spot. George Sedano. Tony, the body of work says Seattle is the best team and they got in, but the hottest team is absolutely the Lions, and we've seen in recent history especially that that hottest team tends to make some noise in the postseason. We saw the Bengals last year. I mean, I'm not saying the Lions would have won the Super Bowl, but we saw the Giants certainly do that a number of years ago as well. And look, a lot of credit to Dan Campbell, as, as Frank mentioned, and Jared Goff. Jared Goff was written off after the Rams casted him off to bring in Matthew Stafford, and he showed particularly in the second half of the season that he is a fantastic quarterback still and a guy who can make things happen at that there position. There was an argument before the game that they, from a competitive standpoint, should be playing at the same time, right? Because Detroit could have mailed it in. When they did not. You never yeah. thought they would with Dan Campbell as head coach. But just having the games play at the same time like they do in the World Cup, it would have been more thrilling for fans, I think. Because then for a moment, you would have thought Detroit got in, and then the overtime plays out, and Seattle gets through. AFC, let's go. Happenings this weekend. How the Buffalo Bills came out versus the New England Patriots. The magic of sports inside the moment of a movie in life. I mean, it's just incredible to start the game with a kickoff return after the week they had and the just incredible news about DeMar Hamlin. But look at the Bengals here, trolling the NFL with the coin flip tele- uh, celebration, right? And look at what Kansas City rolled out in their win to get the one seed. And look how Jacksonville, I mean, they didn't make it easy, but they pulled out the win and won the South. David, first, your takeaway from the Bills yesterday. Covering the NFL, 
can be full of cruelties and, you know, brutality and really depressing stories. But Naeem, Naeem yep. Hines returning that kick, the, you know, the first play that the Buffalo Bills have after nearly losing a teammate on the field is one of the most emotional um, you know, heart, just impactful stories you'll ever see. And when Jared Allen explained that it had been three years and three months since they had a kickoff return like that, which, of course, are Hamlin's numbers, it hits you Josh right Allen. in the yeah. fields. I'm sorry, Josh Allen, sorry. It's one of the just, you know, things that you just cannot forget. The Bills, you can talk about the fact that they needed those two returns and they needed uh, two miraculous passes to beat an uh, inferior Patriots team, but that does not really matter. They were riding on emotions and they have a week to get ready for the playoffs, but that play is the definitive moment of the weekend. Kevin Black is tough. Well, one thing that sports can do is it can generate community, right? It can underscore that like nothing else. And I think that's what you, you saw with the Bills. And it wasn't just the Bills. It was across the entire league. It wasn't just across the entire league. It was across the whole country. And that's what you, you saw come, uh, come about there. Um, you know, the, the, the kick returns were absolutely um, amazing. Uh, the Bills pulling it out. Um, everybody wearing the T-shirts. Uh, everybody embracing this moment. Um, I just hope that the, the, the league the fans, and the players in particular uh, don't lose this energy going forward and, and thinking about um, what Hamlin means to them because I think he means a lot more to them than they realize right now. Frank, I saw the AFC pay, uh, playoff picture playing out like it did. Kansas City getting that one seed, yeah. Bills to two. Cincinnati, they weren't happy about their predicament. It played out to form. They're the three seed and, and everything else beyond I, mean, I think the benefit certainly goes to Kansas City. They get the bye, number one. If they get to an AFC championship game, they don't have to beat bo both Buffalo and Cincinnati. I honestly believe the three best teams in the NFL are Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. I think those three teams in the AFC are the best. Doesn't mean that one of them is going to win the Super Bowl because they're going to knock each other out. But Kansas City came out a big winner this weekend. George Sedano. Tony, those are the three teams to beat. But let's add this into the equation. The Jacksonville Jaguars deserve a ton of credit, too. We just talked about the Detroit Lions nearly making yeah. the playoffs. The Jacksonville Jaguars did complete that turnaround. And Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson and that group were able to come together and win that particular division. And I do remember when they beat the Chargers, who they'll face this weekend, I came on the show because I did that mm -hmm. game and I said, this isn't your same old Jaguars. Mm -hmm. And you knocked me, Tony. <laughs> you knocked me that day. And here they are. They won the division. There was a time in the history of the show, self-promotion, which some may call what George just did, was the mating call the mute button. I cannot, in good faith, now not reward George Sedano. Changing the rules. Well, no, it's a good faith argument. David also Dennis also buried Jr. the Bengals at the start of the year. <laughs> Look who's keeping notes yeah. here, Frank. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I mean, if we can keep score, we can talk about me being the only panelist who said the Seahawks are going to make the playoffs, but that's neither here nor there. As far as the AFC, do not sleep on Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. Do not, If he is healthy and he is playing, Whoa, okay. this team All right. is, you know, they can give Kansas City trouble. They can give the Bengals oh, trouble. But they have to give the Bengals trouble. Sorry to, sorry to mute you there. But they have to give the Bengals trouble before any of that. But we haven't even seen Lamar Jackson in the better part of a month, which is still in the time Number frame fourth. of that injury, by the way. It was a four to six weeks, so that's not abnormal. But the idea that the Bengals team we just saw this week, they're, they're, they're a team that doesn't want to suffer for anything right now. They want to go out there and prove with you, David. Yeah, but I mean, Lamar Jackson is still one of the best players in the league, and if he is healthy and if he is playing, I give him a shot against anybody.
Kevin Blackstone, let, let's can we, can we view this from Cincinnati's perspective for a second. We, we just uh, determined Kansas City was the big winner and Buffalo in the way that they are rising after such a traumatic week, a big winner. But Cincinnati specifically, Kevin, as you view them going into these playoffs. You know, we forgot about Cincinnati. They lost the first two games of the year, and everybody was talking about whether or not Joe Burrow was really that guy. And quietly and steadily for the rest of the season, they put it together. They've got all kinds of weapons on offense. Joe Mixon is a fantastic back. Um, They've obviously got Chase. Uh, They've got a decent defense. And I think that because of Mm. everyone paying, Mm. everyone's attention has been focused elsewhere. The Bills, even before the Hamlin injury, right, I think Cincinnati is in a prime position to shake up and get back to where they were. But even yourself, you just said the defense is decent. Ask Patrick Mahomes what he thinks about that defense. It's a little bit more than decent. Top five, top six. The good news is DeMar Hamlin continues to show progress. And in a week where many thoughts were about that, even from players as they took the field, we saw another very serious injury yesterday. Safety for the Los Angeles Rams, Russ Yeast, had to be rushed to the hospital after a pulmonary contusion during the game. As of our tape time, stable condition, more positive feeling going his direction. Fire some that. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table, or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Buy or sell one the most remarkable results from Sunday. Each week, our game plan has been to win the game. It's kind of simple as that, and that's what we followed through on the day. Lovey Smith explaining it yesterday why the Texans went for the win. The thrilling, shocking, franchise-changing come from behind last second, last game win. Today, the Texans doing what many expected before the game, regardless of result, firing Lovey Smith. 
So it's the next coach who will not have the number one pick in the draft. In Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury fired today. GM Steve Kime going away too. So cleaning house situation there and add those two franchises, the Denver Carolina Indy openings. George, which move, which opening do you want to focus on? I want to focus on the Texans because I still don't understand how Nick Cesario, who's the architect of this team and this roster that's devoid of talent, still has a job while he keeps firing coach after coach after coach. If I'm a minority coach, I, I don't understand why. Now you understand why a minority coach would be hesitant to interview for a job, particularly like that one, considering the way it's gone. At least the Cardinals got rid of Steve Kime, who was the GM at fault in this situation. David Dennis Jr. Yeah, I'm going to focus on the Texans here. This is why there's so much skepticism about hiring black coaches in the NFL. This is the second, Lovey Smith, the second coach in a row for the Texans that was fired after the first year without much, you know, equipment to do anything with that team. There was a dead-end job. And we know that McNair did not really want Lovey Smith for that job. He wanted Josh McCown and they picked Lovey Smith because of the Brian Flores lawsuit and so now you get to hire the uh the coach that you want probably josh mccown with the new quarterback coming up and you get to give him years and years because you say you're developing somebody new meanwhile the black coaches got kicked off the uh, organization fact is they fired back-to-back one-year coaches no matter i mean that is a death knell for a lot of franchises what coach would want to go there kevin blackstone yeah absolutely and i'll stick with houston because in a few short years that franchise has destroyed itself. I mean, think about it. They had an exciting quarterback in Deshaun Watson, but we know what happened there. They had arguably the best defensive player in the league in in Watt. They were going to the playoffs. They were a danger to get to the Super Bowl, and now they've got nothing. They, they They may be the worst franchise in the NFL right now, and that's saying a lot considering where I'm coming from right now in Washington, D.C. And they don't even have the number one pick now because of the way the game played out. Kevin, you have any problem with, with the team? Lovey Smith going for the win? Going for two like they did? No. I, I think he did that on purpose. Look, he's not trying to ruin his record just because somebody else is going gonna, is gonna to can him. Go, do your Frank thing, Isola. Yeah, Lovey Smith went out with something important, his dignity. He absolutely did the right thing. You know, the 49ers, not too recently, also went through four coaches in four years. So it happens. Nobody, why would you even want to be a part of Houston to begin with? No, Kingsbury, he's get, he just signed an extension through 2027. Everybody's kind of touched on it. You know, if these GMs were connected to the coach, look at what happened to Nathaniel Hackett. He didn't hire himself to be the Denver coach. You're getting rid of him after 15 games. That's your fault for hiring him in the first place then. So the GM should go as well. Hard to believe that, right? In both those franchises, uh, it's not a complete clean house. D'Amico Ryans uh, of the 49ers has said he won't even look at Houston for a job. Just to go further on the conversation we just had. We've been, uh, Horn will move on. Cowboys, the five seed. They had a shot at the one when the day started. They came away looking terrible. Jerry Jones called it a nightmare loss to Washington in the season finale. David, how bad was this for the Cowboys? This was a a horrible game. They looked unprepared. It looked like they rolled out of bed and decided to play football that morning. This was, uh, you know, three pick sixes. In four games, they uh, allowed 150 rushing yards for the sixth time this season. Only 48 yards of rushing from their running backs. Everybody looked terrible. However, I kind of give them a chance against Tampa Bay on Monday because Tampa Bay looks just as bad half the time. Kevin Blackstone. 
Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay is going to be the perfect perfect uh, medicine for what ails them right now. And Tampa Bay is not very good. They're 8-9. We know that record about Brady and beating the Cowboys, but that's them. They're looking ahead, now. but the fact that they look like they did. fact is they had Our, nothing to play for because Philly wound up winning the game, but they didn't know that through three quarters of the game, Frank. Yeah, the, uh, Pre- uh, Dak Prescott's performance, that has to be a major concern. But I actually think their path to the Super Bowl is not that bad. Eight and nine Tampa Bay go. team, which hasn't looked Here good. Here we go. They've already beaten Philadelphia. Hang on. They've already beaten Philadelphia. They've already beaten the Giants. They've beaten Minnesota. <laughs> right. Think Nobody circles the wagons like Frank Isola when it comes <laughs> to the idea the star could be in the Super Bowl. Let's go to Sedano. Tony, everyone's neglected to mention that the Bucks already beat them. Yes, this thank year. you very much. Like, we can't just forget <laughs> that we part won. of the equation. <laughs> And and the Cowboys, the recipe is there. We've seen this. We've talked about this numerous times. When they throw the ball, more than 59% of their particular plays in a game, their record is not as good as when they run the ball more. They need to run the ball. That is the recipe for success. I don't know why they go away. It's amazing. You know that. We've all you've said on the show at least six arguments in a row about Dallas. Seems like they don't know that. We've been over taking a break. David Dennis Jr., Frank Isola. Tampa beat them in August. Front row seats for Showdown. Stone, Sedano, next. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. And now a little game I like to call the national championship. How loaded is today? TCU Georgia. How will the game be won? Who you got? How can Horn Frogs pull the upset on the defending champs? And your answer must be in a woof or a ribbit. George, go, please. Tony, the way TCU can pull this off, they need the perfect game, but it starts with Max Duggan, 67% completion percentage during the season, 49 in the conference championship mm. and in the playoff game. His yards per attempt down two yards. He needs to have the game we saw during the regular season to pull this off. Ribbit, ribbit, the biggest upset in college you football got TCU. history. There you go. All right. And Kevin Blackstone. Well, I was at one of those big upsets, George. It was when uh, Florida State was a 10.5-point favorite over Oklahoma in the 2001 National Championship game. And guess what? Oklahoma won that game 13-2, shut down Florida State, got into the end zone once. Here's the thing. TCU can do the same thing. The most explosive offense in college football this year next to Tennessee in terms of, of plays of 30 or more yards. And you know what? 
That guy, Johnston, Quentin Johnson, is incredibly good. As good as Marvin Harrison Jr., I think. And if he and Duggan can got imitate TCU as Stroud. Well? And, well, I didn't say I got him. I'm just saying. There's but, yeah, a path to victory. Well, you just talked about how great their offense is. Their offense is. Wow, you talked about how good their offense is. You predicted a 13-2 to two score at some point as well. Is this possible? None of you guys have Georgia? Everybody is going so far the opposite way. We'll see who gets the points after the game, but the ribbit, the best ribbit, goes to George Sedano. 30 seconds of face. Thank you, Tony. I want to let people behind the curtain here. I was shamed in the last break about my breakfast selection. I had breakfast with (laughs) some of our colleagues who were in town for the national championship game, Harry Lyles Jr. and Clinton Yates, and my selection was a bagel egg sandwich with bacon. And I was ripped for my bread selection that it should have been toast. It should have been English muffin. You know what? The bagel is beautiful. It's firm and it comes in different flavors. Don't shame the bagel. It is the perfect breakfast bread. Of all the shows today, today alone today, that's what you know. I I respect the bagel. That was not my shame. That's that's a solid order. Huevos Rancheros, solid order. You know, chicken and waffles, solid order.